Welcome to the Village Vision Podcast on Word of Mom Radio, where community, collaboration, and care converge. I'm Dr. Crystal Morrison, and I'm honored to be your host on this incredible journey. As a firm believer in the power of a united village, I'm thrilled to bring you inspiring stories, research, and projects that break down barriers in child and family care. Through heartfelt conversations with experts, advocates, and those with lived experiences, will showcase the transformative impact of collective support. So join me on the Village Vision podcast as we explore the remarkable collaborations that lead to better outcomes, foster a sense of community, and inspire action to improve care for ourselves and everyone around us. On today's episode, I'm here with my friend Rob Gorski. Rob is the force behind the Autism Dad, an online community blog and podcast. Rob is the single dad of three amazing sons and is also an all-around rock star human being. Welcome, Rob. <laughs> Hi. How's it going? Th- <laughs> you thank are you for that. A rock that, was, star. that was, well, I appreciate I was uh, well, I appreciate that. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm pretty excited to chat with you because you're always on the other side asking questions. You've shared your story a lot through the years, but you don't often get to share your side of the story, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, that's true. Very true. <laughs> I definitely want to talk about all the things that you're doing right now with the Autism Dad. Before we go there, like I said, I want you to share with our listeners the why behind the work that you're doing. So go ahead. Can you share your personal story with us? Yeah, sure. So, well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. All three of my kids have been diagnosed as being autistic. And my oldest was diagnosed back in 2005. There wasn't anybody talking about this stuff back then. I mean, like the only references you had were Rain Man or, well, Rain Man. Rain Man. Really, that was the (laughs) go-to. Yep. And I started to struggle with all of the challenge and, and, you know, he regressed. So it was, there was a lot of, it was an unusual situation to begin with. Mm -hmm. And so it felt like I lost a child. Mm-hmm. Because he 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 so profoundly regressed, and it was so quick that it was just like I couldn't wrap my head around it. He was a toddler, and right, at the time. Was, yeah, uh, he's four years old. Yeah, toddler? okay, that's a toddler, close enough. Preschool, you know. <laughs> yes, yeah, four years old. It was like we put him to bed, Gavin, and he woke up somebody completely different. Looked the same, but was not the same person anymore. And the closest way I can relate it to anybody is like late stage Alzheimer's. You know, where they look the same, but they don't, there's just, it's just different. Mm -hmm. And I really struggled with that. And so I created this WordPress site to use as like a private digital like journal, because it's Mm -hmm. just like, I could do it from my phone. And it was just a, the idea behind it was I could kind of unload and then leave it there and then walk away from it, not like have it build up or carry with me or whatever. Yeah. And I incorrectly assumed that (laughs) because... Because I, I had a sign in to write that you would have to sign in to read. And so I, I had assumed it was private. And, you know, after a couple of days, I started getting emails and comments and messages from people. And I'm thinking like, holy, 
Like, what is happening? <laughs> and then I realized what was going on that they were, they were reading it. And I was such a, such a panic because like, it was not, these are like the things that you, you think, right. But right. nobody's comfortable saying, and they weren't like bad, but it's just like yeah, yeah. your inner thoughts. And it's kind of like, you don't want anybody reading your, your diary, your journal, whatever, but that's what happened. And what I found was that, you know, there wasn't negative feedback. It was parents saying like, oh my God, I thought I was the only one or sure. you're the first person that, you know, I've been doing this for 10 years. You're the first person that I've met that's mm-hmm. talking about this. And it sort of helped me on two fronts. You know, it, it allowed me to, it was very therapeutic for me. I'll say mm-hmm. it like that. It was very therapeutic for me. And I was able to, you know, put down my thoughts and what I was struggling with and walk away from it. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of my way of processing everything in a, like a healthier way. I think it was a healthier way. And it was also helping other people. Right. And so it became kind of a purpose for the pain thing where it's like, you know, something positive can come out of what I'm struggling with by helping other people navigate things or, or just even just connecting and letting them know they're not alone. And so it just sort of exploded after that. And that's sort of how the whole thing got started, I guess. And you're a single dad of three yeah. boys. All three of them have the diagnosis, as you mentioned. And I certainly, as we talked before, you know, my eldest son is now 19. And at the time, ages ago, I can't say I know exactly when there was a diagnosis because like you, I knew intuitively that something was really off. But you're right. People weren't talking about that at the time. And you know, the terminology was, of course, different than it is today, but there weren't a lot of parents coming out and putting the reality into words. The things that we are honestly feeling, the struggles that we're honestly going through, the meltdowns that we're trying to survive, and I say mm-hmm. trying to survive, and you just wasn't a lot of resources, not only on the professional side, getting therapy and support, but even mm-hmm. on the parent side. It just wasn't there, right? Yeah. It was a vacuum. Total vacuum. Yeah, there, there was just nothing. And that makes it scarier, honestly, because like when you get this diagnosis that you've sort of heard of before, but you mm-hmm. don't really know what it means. And they're telling us all of this stuff like, okay, well, don't expect this and don't expect that. Or he's never going to do this, never going to do that. And you sort of right. think like, my God, like, like it's a death sentence or something. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it really just feels whatever. And, and not having a reference point beyond Rain Man, you know, because he wasn't counting cards or anything that would be consistent with what you were seeing sort of in that, in that movie, mm-hmm. there, there was just nothing mm-hmm. and you feel completely isolated and alone. And, and that just makes a situation in, in which you're already feeling overwhelmed and lost that much worse. Absolutely. So let's fast forward to today because mm-hmm. you've stuck with it in a big way. <laughs> you know, you've created this amazing community under the autism dad, you know, you've, mm-hmm blogged for a long time and you've got an amazing podcast and you're, you know, even venturing out into other areas. So can you tell us a little bit about the autism dad and all the things that that encompasses right now? Sure. So when I started out, the original blog was called Lost and Tired. I don't know if you Mm -hmm. knew that or not, because I don't know if I've ever told you that, but it, it was Lost and Tired at the very beginning because it sort of felt like that's what I was living through. Like I was lost and I was tired. You know, it made sense to me. Sure. And, and it wasn't like I wasn't overcomplicating things back then like I do now because <laughs> we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, oh, lost and tired. That makes perfect sense. But then when I became a single dad, the story changed 
you sure. know, and I didn't want, because it was just me and the boys, there needed to be a new story told. And, and I wanted it to be something that was more positive and kind of take a different focus on things rather than just focusing on, you know, all the challenge and sharing some of the things that were really positive and whatever, more like focusing on what my journey has been as a parent, mm-hmm. because my kids were getting older mm-hmm. and the, the privacy thing becomes more of, you know, a concern. And, and while they're, they're always, they are all willing participants. Like they love taking part in this stuff because they get to help other people, right? They, yeah. they get to help parents better understand their kids and whatever. But I just needed like a new start. Sure. And, and so I, I rebranded as, as the autism dad and not to be like pretentious or anything like that. It was, I was just trying to find something with the keywords and the URL available. <laughs> so, and you and did I, it. <laughs> and, I, and I did, right? So I, all the social media tag, everything was available. Yeah. So I was like sold, right? And so, you know, today it's, it's grown into, I think there's like 14,000 blog posts that, mm-hmm. that I've written or published. And, you know, I kind of burned out on the writing side of things after yeah. a little while. And, and I thought, you know, I'll just do a podcast because that'll be so easy. And it's, it's not, it, it's not, it's, yeah. it's not easy at all, but it's a really interesting way of connecting with people. And you got to kind of evolve as time goes by and, you know, podcasts are a great way for people to better understand your message because you can, you have that affect, you have that, you know, you can convey the emotion in your voice and, and things like that. It's been a really fun journey. You know, I mean, I, I've talked to you on a podcast, I've uh-huh. talked to, on the Autism Dead podcast from 171 episodes in. Yeah. As of today. And how long have you been doing it? It's season six. So it's been know, four years. Four now, years. Something yeah. Like that. Yeah. And, you know, like I, I've had to teach myself everything. And so I never recommend anybody go back to the beginning and listen because I only keep it there because the numbers line up, but it's horrible. <laughs> it's really bad <laughs> at the beginning. But, it, you know, it's, it's a great way to, you know, help other people share their stories and give other people a voice and connect with them in a way that's a little more personal, I, I kind of feel like, and they can take it with them. They can, you know, people listen in the car, they listen, whatever. It's an, it's an easier way to convey what I'm trying to convey, I think. is the. I think one of the many reasons, many reasons that I appreciate the community is because it's the dad's perspective. There's definitely not as many dads out there mm-hmm. talking about their children and some of the challenges and also celebrating the victories that yeah. are, are every day as well. So I think it's really fantastic to have representation from a dad because there, you know, there's a lot of very active moms out there, but we, mm-hmm. we, we obviously know that the dad's part of the scenario too. And certainly the only part of the scenario in in your family. And so you're, Mm -hmm. you know, living the role of both parents. But I think that's a really great for the community as a whole to have some significant dad representation and and a voice. And and like I said, Rob, not only just a voice of here's the reality, but you do such a good job of celebrating all of these wins that we have. And I know that that's something that I try to do because things that you know, my son's now 19. And the things that I thought wouldn't be possible a few years ago have become possible. Mm -hmm. And whether it's getting a driver's license, or, you know, going shopping, or, you know, your boys are excellent bakers, but just these are such tremendous victories, right? And you do such a good job celebrating that. Oh, thank you. You know, I think, I think it's important that we shine the light on both sides 
of the story in order to mm-hmm. make it more realistic because, yeah. you know, everybody's experiences are different. And, and I never want to invalidate what someone else is going through just because their experience doesn't line up with mine. And so I don't think it's ever always positive. I don't think it's ever always negative. I, I think it's, it's sort of how we learn to experience all of these, you know, moments mm-hmm. along the path and, you know, highlighting the victories, I think helps people and no matter how big or small, I mean, yeah. we've, we've celebrated some really tiny victories before, but they they kind of give you the strength to get back up and keep moving because it's, it's a win. And anytime you can put a win in the column, it's a, it's a positive thing. And, and, and I think we sometimes have unrealistic expectations for what those wins need to be in order to celebrate them or to be worthy of celebration. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be anything, mm-hmm. it could be anything, you know? So I, I try to, to point that out and, and, and help people to, to kind of spark that thought process in them in their own lives. Cause if they're like, well, he celebrated this, well, my kid did that. So maybe I should do the same thing. And I mean, it just sort of gives you hope, you know, that's, hope. that's sort of the goal that, that, you know, people like as difficult as our lives have been over the last 20 years, we're somewhere today that I would never have believed possible. Exactly. And it doesn't mean that everybody's story is going to be the same, but it also means that it's not pre-written, right? Like yeah. your journey does not have a, a predetermined ending right? It's going to, it's going to take shape along the way. And, you know, things do get better. It, mm-hmm. We have to be open-minded to what better can be, right? It's different. What for better can look like. And it looks like a lot of different things, doesn't yeah. it? Yep. Yeah. So you, you know, with the three boys, you've had a evolving, significant village of support over the years. And so today, who are the type of people that are involved in their life who are supporting you and the boys? You don't have to give names, but just the, the type of different people that are, are supporting you and uh, the boys right now. Family. Yeah. Re- really. I mean, it's, it's family is, is the big thing. You know, with Gavin being an adult now, you know, his village includes like the board of DD. It includes mm-hmm. job coaches. And now he's got his first job. So I would imagine it would be some of the people that he works with would be yeah. part of his village. And the boys have family and, and their own sort of circle of friends. Yeah. You know, I have a, a pretty big circle of most of the people that I've connected with, honestly, have been, have been online because I, I sort of, my life has been on lockdown for so long, it feels like. Yeah. And, and so most of the connections that I have are you know, people that I've met through what I'm doing, right? Connections right. with other parents but my parents are a huge support. My girlfriend is a huge support Mm -hmm. and I tend to get a lot of value out of helping other people. Mm -hmm. I benefit a lot from knowing that I'm making a a difference. Yeah. And that sort of helps me the way that maybe some people might be helped by others. I guess that makes sense. So it's sort of, yeah. uh, Yeah. It it does. It does make a lot of sense. And, you know, I think many of us, most people tend to get, a lot more out of helping others. And the thing that I'm not very good at is letting other people help me when I need it. (laughs) I know you're the same. (laughs) Horrible at it. Horrible. (laughs) Yeah. It's um, one of those things that I have gotten better about. I wish that I had gotten better at it earlier on in my journey as a parent. Yeah. So, so for those listening, it is absolutely important to take advantage of your village yeah. for sure. But yeah, it's, it's been a journey in terms of that, like being 
really vulnerable and willing to let people who are very much willing to support us, support us. Mm-hmm. For me, it's like, I, I know if I asked people for help, I would get help. Yeah. I also don't want to be a burden. Like it's, it's a whole head thing for me. Like I, mm-hmm. I get way inside my head and I overthink it. Yeah. And I'm like, well, I mean, I know that they're dealing with this and this and this. And the things that when you are a parent to a child with a disability, the things that are overwhelming in your life, like if you're overwhelmed by it, it's, it's probably going to be significantly overwhelming for everyone else. Yeah. And so it's kind of like if I'm struggling with this and I'm like equipped to deal with this, I don't want to dump that on somebody yeah. else. So then I don't. But I am getting better at, at doing that and, and looking at it in a way that I would expect the people in my life to come to me if they need something and I wouldn't hesitate no matter what it is. It's unfair of me to not allow them the same opportunity. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. That, and so that's, that's how I'm reframing this whole thing so that I almost feel guilty for not asking for help. And that just gets me over the line. <laughs> and, and then you get in your head and overthink and you, it. Yeah. And, and so it's like on the days that I don't go to the gym for me, I go to the gym for my kids, Yeah, you know? And so you just have to find whatever it takes to get you over the line just that one time. And, and then the next time it just, it gets easier to ask mm-hmm. for help. It gets easier to go take care of yourself and, and things like that. So it's just a process and everybody's got to find their own weird way of making it happen. Yeah, for sure. We always wrap up these shows with, in a couple different ways, either okay. an ask, whether it's an ask for collaboration or support or what are some things that you want people to know? So I'll leave it up to you, you know, the, an ask or key things you want people to take away. Okay. So I will do this. Otherwise, I'll overthink it, right? And then I'll, I won't know what to pick. I want parents to understand, and I've been really kind of drilling this a lot mm-hmm. lately. It's okay to feel whatever you feel. You know, I yeah. was just talking about this on a Facebook Live this morning. We're all human. And there are so many emotions that we experience and we experience them in real time. And largely, I know there's going to be someone out there who will just say like, Oh, well, you can control how you feel. Most people can't control what they feel in the moment. But what you do have control over is how you choose to deal with those feelings. So as, as a parent, just because my kids have a disability doesn't mean I don't find them annoying or it doesn't mean I don't find them frustrating or that I don't get angry And I've even said, and I get pushback for this, but there's times that I've even been resentful because Mm -hmm. like, all I need to do is go to the store, but it's taking you 30 minutes to put your socks on. (laughs) Like I've got a time limit. I have to get this done. And there's complications to life that that anybody would experience those emotions. Does it mean my kids are bad? Of course not. Does it mean that I'm a bad parent? Absolutely not. It just means that I'm human and I experience those things. And the reason that I bring this up all the time is because parents feel guilty Mm-hmm. for feeling those things because like somehow you know, their kid having a, an autism diagnosis precludes them from still having the annoying kid things that we all had when we were little, you know, exactly. I mean, I drove my parents crazy when I was a kid, my kids drive me crazy. It's like a rite of passage. And just because they're autistic doesn't mean that they don't do normal everyday kid stuff. And it just gets kind of sprinkled into the mix. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's, maybe it's hard to detect that or, or hard to see that sometimes I think, but you're allowed to feel whatever you feel. And it doesn't make you a bad person, doesn't make you a bad parent. You just need to deal with it in an appropriate way. And, and if you're struggling with that, then, you know, you need to get help, you know, mm-hmm. reach out for help. Like you talked about, I mean, 
talk to someone, talk to a therapist. Therapy is amazing. I love therapy. You know, best and, and thing. best thing. Everybody, everyone can benefit from therapy. That's sort of my self-care is the other big yeah. one. But definitely giving yourself permission to feel the things that you feel. Yeah. And I know you and I have talked about this in other conversations before. And I think it's so incredibly important for parents like us to hear it over and over again, because as you and I both well know, there are some communities out there, other parents, online communities where there's just this overarching judgment that happens and it's toxic. And, you know, if you're listening and you're part of one of those communities and you're feeling like you're being judged, find a different community because Mm -hmm. you do deserve the grace to feel the feelings that you feel. It's absolutely true. I, I totally agree with you. And I, and I think as we were talking about this, I, when I, I posted one of those daily reminder things, mm-hmm. uh, it was a couple months back and someone really drilled into me about that. I said, it's okay to even be resentful of your kids sometimes. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they, they brought in this whole, nothing but judgment. I don't know if remember how they put it. It was something like, you know, well, then you're not a godly parent or something like that. And I was like, you know sure. what? I'm a human parent. I was mm-hmm. like, I know as, as a kid, I resented my parents at times. Mm-hmm. I, I, I promise you that my kids have resented me at times for whatever reason. doesn't make them bad. Why am I somehow different? Why am I held to a different standard? I'm not taking it out of my kids. I'm right. not telling my kids. But it's, it's an internal feeling that I have because I I'm, I'm feel like a human. I'm, I'm a human. I'm a well-adjusted, emotionally intelligent human, and I still mm-hmm. feel those things. But I choose to deal with them in appropriate ways. I go to the gym and I burn it off there, or I write, or I reach out and talk to somebody and just vent until I, I get it done. Or I sit down and talk to my kids and tell them why they're driving me crazy. Precisely. I tell my kids, they know that they drive me crazy. I will tell them, guys, <laughs> you're driving me nuts. Like, I need you just to stop making noise. <laughs> Some of them like to just make noise to make noise. And it's just like, oh, it's a lot sometimes. But, but that's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be perfect. And, and I think the people who judge you just aren't comfortable. I promise you, that they are thinking and feeling the exact same things. They are just yep. not comfortable admitting it to themselves. And Absolutely. Don't let anyone ever make you feel bad for feeling anything because they are not in your shoes. They have no yeah. idea what your life is like. And just because their kid was diagnosed with autism doesn't mean that they could walk five steps in your shoes because right. it's so profoundly different. So just walk away. There's, mm-hmm. there's tons of other places you can go for help. You don't, you don't need to be subjected to that. Absolutely. And it is a spectrum. Something that I see in my son when I look at other kids with a diagnosis and certainly with your three boys, very different. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it's really difficult when parents start talking and they don't feel like they have a comparison because their child's completely different. Well, that's the nature of things. But again, giving yourself grace. All three of mine are different. Mm -hmm. I missed a diagnosis in each one of my kids because they presented so differently that I, I didn't see it. It is what it is, and, and uh, you, just, you just do the best you can, I guess. That's... that's it, for sure. So, Rob, thank you so much for joining us today on the Village Vision Podcast. I'm so grateful for you and your community and your story and your experience, your honest experience that you. you shared. It's, it's just uh, amazing to have that transparency and authenticity out there for those of us as parents who are going through it and continue to go through it and just appreciate you so much. Oh, well, thank you. I, I really appreciate it. And thank you for doing this because it's such a positive thing to allow people a voice, you know, being able to connect with people whose journeys are different, but 
there's always commonalities. There's always something that we can, we can take away from that. That's helpful, you know? So thank you for, for doing everything that you're doing. All right. Well, thank you for joining us on this episode of the village vision podcast. I hope you found inspiration and valuable insights from our conversation today. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, leave a review, share all of those things. But thank you again for being part of the Village Vision podcast on Word of Mom Radio. Take care and let's keep shining a light on the power of community collaboration and care. Thank you. She is sure. She is sure. She is